Dale Radio is sponsored by Drift. We're the car service with a pink hobo stick on the front. All of our drivers are drifters, so they might show up. Drift. Previously on Dale Radio. I wipe her, would wipe her with baby wipes, and I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. But I recommend hairless cats. They're lovely. Do you feel like you'll get another one? I do. Um, we need a little time. Sure. No, I don't want you to rush into anything. <laughs> Why are you pressuring me? Um, but oh, it's been years since I got a divorce. I haven't <laughs> replaced her. <laughs> yeah, she maybe. She enjoyed being wiped down with a baby wipe. She too. was very submissive. I don't think she enjoyed it, but she just went with it. We're talking about the cat. Yes. Yeah. No, the girl I keep in the basement. <laughs> Folks, hello, it's me, Dale, and uh, I'm so pleased to be with you once again. A little jet-lagged from the trip, a little weary, but uh, excited nonetheless. Still high on the experience of performing at SF Sketchfest. What a, what a time we had. Truly, it was marvelous. And my thanks to David, Janet, and Cole, the founders of SF Sketchfest, for, for throwing such an important and uh, just really well-run festival. Uh, this is one of the top ones in the country, and um, it's... Uh, it's an honor uh, to be there, and uh, you can tell we had a good time. Uh, the first voice that you're going to hear on the on the episode is DJ Bob Ross, and I just want to give a, a shout to uh, uh, John Wolanski for helping us make his appearance possible. And uh, uh, boy, Bob Ross, if you get a chance to conjure him, <laughs> you ought to do it. And it was so great to see so many people that came out. And uh, I'm sorry if I didn't get a chance to say hello to everyone. There was a little bit of a scramble after to get photos and this kind of thing and sign autographs and meet with fellow podcasters. And sometimes young people want to interview me right after. So it was a busy scene backstage. And uh, there was also free cake. So uh, we got a little distracted. But uh, uh, for everybody that came out, thank you. You made it. I think we all would agree we connected on a deep, deep level. And uh, to those who couldn't make it, boy, you're in for a treat. Enjoy this one, folks. And uh, if you're in New York City or you're planning to be, uh, we're going to be doing live shows again the last Tuesday of the month through May at the People's Improv Theater in New York City. And uh, we've got one coming up on February 24th at 8 p.m. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be another stellar one. So information is up there on DaleRadio.com. And uh, my goodness, thank you for listening. Enjoy this live show from SF Sketchfest. Hello, everyone. Good evening. It's nice to see people again. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, put your happy little hands together for the host of Dale Radio, Mr. Dale Seaver.
Sure. <laughs> I like living here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's me, Dale, and this is my life as it happens uh, week after week after week. <laughs> And you're listening to another episode of Dale Radio, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. <laughs> there it is up there. Only tonight, tonight, folks, here we are all together for a live episode in San Francisco to celebrate SF Sketchfest 2015. How about that? <laughs> My goodness. 2015 years of comedy here in San Francisco. It's wonderful. Now, uh, I brought with me a guest today, and I want to introduce him. Uh, I conjured him during an occult bookbinding workshop slash uh, Faulty Towers cosplay event over in, a, in an attic in Noe Valley. He's uh, all the way from the spectral plane, and uh, like the odor of the person who rented the car from me, uh, from, from the Avis before me, he just won't disappear. Please say hello to Bob Ross. Hello. DJ Bob Ross. Oh. Well, it's a loud, loud applause. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's uh, great and also disconcerting to have you here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how have things uh, been since uh, dying? You know, pretty good, pretty good. Great, Not, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. And I guess I'll ask a question yeah. probably on everybody's mind uh, about uh, the afterlife. You know, do, do they uh, have, the, have the folks over at PBS uh, finished their pledge drive? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> Just... That would be the thing, wouldn't it? I mean, can you imagine uh, me over there, up there probably, in the uh, tailored bed sheet with the patent leather sandals and my bald spot resplendent in gold leaf just sh just sitting and just feeling that's what I want it to be I don't want to feel any guilt you know I, when I'm in that situation when I finally made it through the pearly gates I don't want to think about pledging for a tote bag or something I want to just relax so I'd like to turn on the PBS station and watch I don't know a British mystery that takes place in World War II and just not play my harp because really folks a harp is a terrible instrument to start out on I mean, if you're, a, you're just a first time angel or something you should have maybe a recorder or some kind of simple percussive instrument perhaps a triangle would be nice keep it in the trunk of my cloud ah oh, well it's great though uh, uh, we're going to have some fun when I get up there I'm already having fun Dave oh okay but um I think we all are now. And, uh, uh, you know, but it's so great to be alive. And uh, when I used to live here, uh, now this is going back some, this was during the first tech bubble. Wasn't <laughs> that fun? Everybody loves bubbles. Are we in it? Are it's going to burst? When's the next bubble coming along? Here it is. Boom. What one? It's so fantastic. I love bubbles. Everybody loves bubbles. Tech bubbles. It gives the sense that there's some integrity. There's not. But the point is... When I lived here, you know, the focus was all about being in the moment, you know, whether I was harvesting greens up at a Buddhist retreat in Marin or making homemade horchata in a plastic bucket in the back room at El Farolito or, 
or trying to find any place to look while waiting in line for a portable toilet behind an old fellow wearing nothing but a fanny pack at the Folsom Street Fair. It was about being in the moment, being absolutely present. It's tough. It's tough for me now to do that, you understand? I'm rusty with it, that's all. Being in New York, being in New York, you have everything's next. What's next? Here we go. Let's go get the train. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> it's a piccolo, a piccolo. He's a music man, but he doesn't know the territory. Uh, <laughs> you remember that one, Bob. Uh, but uh, you have to understand, it was, a, it was a different time when I was here, okay? The, the, you're not going to believe this. When I lived here, the public transportation system, it was powered by a network of grids, just a cable that went everywhere throughout the city, sometimes blocking the view, an electrified cable system. And the buses were attached to these things uh, with these two antenna-like uh, deals. And any time that bus would uh, turn the corner, oh, here we go. <laughs> There we go. Oh, like, uh, I don't know, the fingers of a drunk person. <laughs> you know, just, uh, <laughs> just waving around. What's going to happen? And uh, I swear to God, th this actually happened back in the day. And uh, the little husky driver would have to hop off of the seat. It was elevated. They had to hop off with their gloves and waddle back. And they'd have to they'd jump up. This would take 20, 30 minutes, you know try to connect the thing back onto the grid and finally you'd be back on the deuce deuce mow and away you go. <laughs> but gosh, it was a time. But now everything's up to date, isn't it? All your lowercase companies doing so many great things. They figured it out. And now the great advancement over the last 10 years or so, uh, and it's, uh, 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 by the way, if you, uh, probably the folks in the first row, if you're getting an odor that smells a little bit like overpriced uh, automobiles and uh, civilian spacecraft, I'm wearing Elon Musk. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Some of you think, well, maybe I'll do that if it feels right. Uh, but the... Uh, <laughs> The fact is, here after 10 years, everybody's figured it out, and the, and the great breakthrough is, uh, is what? It's, it's touching. Everybody's touching everything. Right? That was the big, that's what everybody figured out. You've got to touch it. And so now everybody's, you're looking, and you're touching, and you're walking, and you're touching, and where do I walk? Touch some more, look some more, touch, touch, touch. So many different kinds of touching, though, aren't there, ladies and gentlemen? That's certainly what this city is all about, too, isn't it? <laughs> Built on love, it was. Also, uh, searching for gold. And uh, kind of a, a, a loose set of ideas around morality. But, uh, but also love, you know. Oh, Dale, there is a lot of love in this room. <laughs> That's strange, you know. Sometimes when two coyotes are mating in the sagebrush, or a, a goose is uh, suddenly and violently sucked into the jet engine of an airplane, I could swear I hear the voice of my ex-wife. <laughs> <It's really good. laughs> oh. oh. 
<laughs> That's no coyote, ladies and gentlemen. That's Ginny. That's Ginny, my, my ex-wife, is here after so much time. My gosh, how are you? Gee, you look great. You have nothing's changed after 11 years. Well, Dale, oh, Dale. I just had to stop by when I heard you were going to do your little podcast here and say hello and look at this beautiful pod of people. That's just gorgeous. Look at you. God blessed you. Oh, such a blessed pod. Blessed pod. Just gorgeous. And Dale, I, I wanted to let you know I've gotten all your letters. Actually, my neighbor has. It looks like the address is always smudged by tears. Oh, there's so much love in the room. So much love in the room. Can you, you feel, feel the love tonight? It's enough for this wide-eyed wanderer. Just enough. It is enough. It is just enough. Well, uh, oh, this is this is uh, so marvelous to uh, have you uh, here. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's great. Can, can, can you can you can you stay for a little? I think I could, Dale. I'd like to meet your friends. Oh, that that would that'd be great. Uh, 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 listen, uh, uh, here I'll get you a place to sit. Looks like there's plenty of chairs here. <laughs> That'll be good. That's, that's nice. Up in the, up in the air. There, there, there you go. This is, uh, this is, this is one of, uh, uh, such a, such a, great and a very public way to re- reunite after so much. Uh, uh, Bob, could you play us a little uh, sit-down music, something low and slow, like uh, the pressure I'm now feeling around my heart as it descends into my intestines and concentrates a very nervous energy around my groin. (laughs) Sounds like a happy feeling, Dave. a little bit so I can way up there. That's uh, I do that every show, the sit-down music. Oh, do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> well, yeah. And last I understood, you were uh, living up in the hills. Is that right? Yeah, down near the lake. Oh. Brian and I have a wonderful home there. He's a, a very gifted cosmetic dentist, and uh, we uh, we are just so blessed, blessed with love. It's wonderful. And uh, uh, the, the, the children, uh, two boys, is it? Oh, today it was uh, three boys, actually. Two beautiful, beautiful girls. I, I almost lost one of them, though, but she's, she's a fighter, hanging in there. At least she, she was still alive when I left her. God bless her. God well, bless her. <laughs> they sure can't be rambunctious little tigers, can't they? No doubt take after their mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wonderful that you have such a calm and supportive uh, 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 partner in Brian that he can stay home and watch watch the young the young people while you're out here we stepping actually, out. Brian, Brian and I were we weren't able to have children. Uh, well, uh, I'm uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, it's fine, it, 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 uh, uh, Ginny. That's uh, that's too bad. I'm very sorry to hear that because, of course, that was you know the main reason for us. 
splitting. So to he find was... that out now, it almost makes it seem un- un- unnecessary. Oh, no, 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 no. no. It, it was a blessing. It was a blessing, really. It inspired me to pursue my career. Oh, that's right, uh, the accounting business. The pediatric nursing. Pediatric nursing. That's, that's what I said. I'm just... I'm with God's children who need my, need my love and care all day. You certainly are experienced dealing with uh, folks with childish behavior. <laughs> Talking about me, Jenny. <laughs> and our relationship when we were married. Do you remember that? You know, Dan, I've got a little theory on where all this love comes from tonight. Us getting back together tonight? I mean here, right now, just for the show. Uh, of course, I'm living in the moment, you see. I think it's, it's got a little something to do with a certain holiday coming up next month. Oh, which one? One of my favorites. Yeah? President's Day. Oh, sure. With all those sales, I think they make us all want to get out there and just buy and sell our love at bargain prices. Just like the presidents. So many people thinking about buying things that maybe previously they thought were unreachable on a meager income of an entertainer. But this time of year, you can just walk into a President's Day sale at a home furnishing store and browse and feel confident that No matter what happened in the past, the future is bright and a comfortable place to sit. (laughs) Or a glass-topped dining room table with beautiful brass legs. It's it's achievable. (laughs) Just like love is achievable. Because really, we're all just out there searching for that bargain price love seat to share with people, aren't we? (laughs) And if a woman wants to spend good money on that, she can. Free from guilt and free from judgment for the first time in her life. (laughs) It's just, it's such a special holiday. It's just President's Day so filled with love. So filled with love. Sounds like a heck of a sale. (laughs) Gotta check that out. Uh, well, uh, Jenny, can you, can you stay around for the whole show? or what's I the... I've, I've got a big Brian up at, at bell choir practice at 9.15. But okay. He's just a brilliant bellist. Just brilliant. I, be, I, I bet he is. I think I've got time, though. I can, I can meet your Terrific, friend. terrific. We'll, let, we'll get to it. Sit tight back there, and uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get through it with our, big, uh, with our, our first guest and get the show going. How about that? <laughs> Jenny, everybody. <laughs> this will be... We look forward to having you there. Okay, so uh, my first guest, you may uh, recognize him from his appearances on uh, the next Food, F- Food Network star. And uh, what was it? Outrageous Food, is that what it's called? Yeah, boy, that was a great one. And uh, uh, he's got a show, uh, not a show, well, it's kind of a show, anytime you're in public. The point is, he's got a, a, a restaurant down here on Howard Street called Big Chef Tom's Belly Burgers. Please welcome Big Chef Tom Pajika. Great, great to see you. Have a seat right there. Oh boy. There you go. Good to be here, Dale. Well, isn't it? Dale, I gotta tell you, I got a, I got a present for you. Oh, that's unexpected. Hope you're an extra large. You look like an extra large. Thank you. Good little t-shirt for you. That's wonderful. Figure that was that was the size. That is a good guess on your part. You're kind of an intuitive person, hey, you know, aren't you? A little you, bit. You want to come to one of our seances? That would be a lot of fun. 
Sounds fun. So, Tom, I had the good pleasure of having one of your burgers yesterday. Oh, did you? What kind? Uh, I went with a truck stop, a kind of classic one with the iceberg lettuce. Now, uh, what makes the burgers so good? Well, what I do is I do 100% ground pork belly. There it is. I I say, fuck the beef, you know. You know, beef is... All right, we'll try Everybody does beef. Sorry, sorry. That's right. That's That's just how I talk. Hey, listen, be you. I'm a chef, you know. Fuck this, fuck that. You don't have to explain it. But anyway, you know, I do... So I do the 100% ground pork belly patty. Yep. And uh, if people don't know, they're not in the no pork belly. is what they make bacon out of. Sure. Um, so I take the whole slab, I grind it, yep. add a little salt, throw it up on a griddle just like you would a regular beef burger. And I had some, uh, some different toppings. It's not your ketchup and mustard kind of thing. You know, sure, I do a little more gourmet stuff. You put all different yeah. kinds of stuff on there. It's kind of themed. Is the belly your favorite part of the person as well as the pig? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm more of a thigh person. Interesting. Um, on the, on the person, yeah. but belly on the pig, absolutely. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Now for yeah. me, if it's if we're talking about women, I like a cheek. Uh, I will also seek out a woman with a handsome snout. <laughs> snout is very underrated. Yeah, it's good for Aspect sniffing out of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's so what I'm looking for. That's good, I like that. I like that. <laughs> And uh, well, how she's behind you. So I remember. You got uh, one on the back of your head there. You know, yeah. Snow on the back of your head. She used to be a lot farther <laughs> behind me, but sometimes things just—I mean, in, in in my experience, I try to put a lot of stuff from the past, but it just comes up. And so, but now you uh, with the how, let's go back to the burger. How long so, yeah. has the burger place been up and running? I've been doing it for about two years now. I started as a pop-up, sure, you know, and I started doing street food stuff, and then I got into this whole tech thing as you talked about the bubble before and I yeah. capitalized before the bubble burst oh, good for you. you know so I got into the whole tech thing and uh, and then wait, I started wait, doing wait, a lot wait, of catering wait, 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 wait. what does that mean you were emailing burgers to somebody what no you know actually what they do is they feed their people oh oh free lunch for everybody it's crazy it's awesome it's great for me great for them yeah you know um, so I got into a lot of tech catering and um, for about two years, I did that. Yeah. And then after about two years, I was, people were like, hey, where can I get these burgers? Yeah. And I was like, well, if your company doesn't pay for it, you really can't, you know? So then I started to, uh, I had a... Uh, <laughs> that, that's true. So then I pretty much said, you know, there's a high demand for these, so let's just start a shop. Absolutely. And I have two business partners. We got some money together, and uh, we got a little little burger that's shop how, that's going. That's how you do it. You know, you a little it. burger I, shop I going, like Dale. I like that. You know, those free lunches at those tech companies are great for everybody. I mean, other than a sustainable middle class. Right. The, <laughs> the point is. Now uh, you you were on the uh, you were on the, the the TV show that I alluded I to. Yeah, I was a, the, a former reality TV the, star, the, the Z-lister, next, yeah. next Food Network star. The Next Food Network star, season six. Yes. <laughs> yes. To get it for, right for those of you with the DVD <laughs> collections. Uh, so, or DVR. It's a really old. <laughs> So uh, how, would, how, was that ex- how was that experience for you? You had a good time on that? It was actually a lot of fun. And you know what's really interesting about it is I learned a lot about myself because I kind of went on like, oh, yeah, you know, try out, see what happens. Yeah. It was kind of a throwaway thing. My, uh, my ex-wife, um, speaking you, of ex-wives. You're divorced. Yeah, I'm, I'm a divorced man. Oh. It was very amicable. She's a wonderful one. But well, that can be painful to have uh, talked about publicly, can't it? No, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. She's not behind me, so we're good. <laughs> Um, so, 
so anyway, she was like, I moved out to San Francisco. I, I lived here, and then I moved away, and then I came back. And she was like, look, man, you're just sitting on the couch. What the hell are you doing with your life? I was like, sure. I don't know. She's like, open audition, Food Network star. Why don't you go? And I was like, if you go with me, I'll go. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to sit there for six hours. So anyway, long story short, I got on the show. But I learned a lot about myself as far as how I can live for a long time without real personal contact, uh, magazines, TV, or a cell phone. So it was good. It was a good experience. So it's kind of like survival camp. Yeah. So if the yeah. apocalypse comes, you'll be. I'm, I'm good. Well prepared. I mean, and I, and I can cook. So you'll be. Give me a can of beans, set. and I'm, I'm there, bro. Well, invite me over. Uh, now, <laughs> I liked that show at that point, uh, but something happened because it was the idea of that. You said season six, and by that point, I guess it had really turned because it originally, you know, the show was called. I don't know if you ever saw it, Jenny. It was called the, the Next Food Network Star. And you were given the impression that there would be one, uh, a Next Food Network Star. But did you win that season? I did not win that season. Yes. Everyone on that season got a show. No, that is not true. Well, most on, everybody. Did, did you, you, had the, you had season. the guy, uh, well, from, there's a lot of them. Because you have the guy that goes to various places and eats food. Well, and he, then there's the girl that goes to various uh, places and eats food. And then there's four-step chicken. That lady, and it's just she gets very excited about chicken. It's not that hard to cook. I don't know why she's get, getting so worked up about it. But everybody got a show out of the thing. It seems like, did you ever want to slap Alton Brown? I gotta tell you, he's got a crotchety. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's, you know, he, I know it all. It's not that nice of a guy. Yeah. How about Jada? She seems nice. Jada's very nice. Very nice. Now, the, a sweetheart. The woman I was uh, always. Fond of was uh, a gal on there. She was one of the network executives, right? Susie something. Susie, yeah. She had this crown of curly hair, brown. It looked like one of those lizards that sort of looks like a dinosaur, you know. It just, it really just reminded me. I I believe she still has it. Of someone. (laughs) It's not that I have a type, you understand. She was great. Now, Tom, you and I share something in common in that you grew up in my hometown. Is that true? I did. The in wonderful town of Westchester. Westchester, Pennsylvania. It's two words, not one word. That's like what in New makes York. it different. It's west of Chester. That's right. It tells somebody. Oh. Just <laughs> <laughs> low geography. How many times have you told somebody right. waiting for that reaction? It's never lot. happened. A lot. Two words. <laughs> two words. Silence. <laughs> two words. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll check it out. It's not Westchester. <laughs> now, do you have any great uh, dining memories from back there? Uh, Westchester? Because you were working in restaurants, right? Right, I was. Yeah. Um, I actually worked at an Italian place called Anthony's in Malvern. Oh, great hey. hey. Let me tell hey, you hey, something. You on, get bud. the veal parm over at Anthony's. Hey, I cooked the veal parm, but ah, come on. I have eaten your food twice, at least. <laughs> That's really something. And I gotta tell you, you know, everybody's like Pats and Geno's, but Peppermill has got the best cheesesteak. Peppermill's got the best cheesesteak, but come on. (laughs) We're in love right now. Let's talk about it. Nobody knows what's going on, but you and I do. And there's, that place is run entirely by high school students. I don't know how they make it happen. If they're in high school. That would oh, be a stretch. That is so good. It's something about the roll. It's all about the roll. And they douse it in the oil or something. I don't all know. All right, what we'll talk later. But the point is, now, uh, you, you also are somehow uh, connected, friendly with the daughter of my high school calculus teacher. This is very bizarre, but correct. Yes. Now, I will just say this. 
She's here. She's here. This gal has a smile that lightens your entire being. You would see her from across the hall and think everything's going to be okay with the world. Easy. Nothing but pure <laughs> joy and happiness. And it's, it was always great to see her. Now, her father, my teacher, not always happy to see me. And you could feel just the rage seething beneath his V-neck sweater. A lot of anger directed at me for not getting these simple cards. Does Brian wear V-neck sweaters? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It's just something. Well, that's just marvelous. I'm so glad that you're connected in that way. You go back there at all? Uh, For the holidays. Oh, that's a nice time to be there. Yeah, it's nice and 35 and raining. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's great. And so uh, the the, the place is going well, Big Belly? We're doing good. uh, We started about seven months ago, and we're in Soma. We're at 11th and Howard, so it's, you know, it used to be a real shithole, but it's coming around, you know? It's coming around. It's the end of Soma, and there's more businesses moving in, and they're, they're building more residential stuff, so... We'll be all right. That's, but the good news is, after the 10 that. years is up, our lease will pretty much still be the same amount of rent. Oh, so. that's great. <laughs> so. Well, you got it figured out. We locked it in. <laughs> and where can people find out more? Are you going to open up any more, or are you going to stay with that one? Well, I'm, I'm, hopefully I yeah, open get a, a franchise lot more, going. But, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see how this one goes first and how much Kathy can handle me not being there. <laughs> and uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, it's only been seven months, so they say it takes about a year yeah. to really... Well, we're all going to be uh, waiting with bated breath and probably slightly uh, garlicky breath, maybe Garlic, some cilantro yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah on Tom there too. Just happy to see it. Well, it's great. Thank you for being here, Tom. Can you stick around? I'm sure. Of course Tom Pazinga, everybody. That's great. Thank you. Now you can just slide down. And we'll just keep adding in excitement and energy as we go. Folks, my next guest, this is thrilling. She's the host of a successful podcast. (laughs) What's that like? (laughs) (laughs) Called The Whorecast. Well, there you go. And uh, she writes the sex column over there at SF Weekly. And she's been in a number of movies that I've never seen. Please welcome Susie Q. There she is. That's great. Hi, Susie. How are you? Grab the, grab the mic. It's my Hi. pleasure. There you go. This is it's so a, cool. A, yeah, it is cool, isn't it? Yeah. That's a <laughs> word often described. <laughs> uh, my situation. Uh, now, uh, this congratulations. You're going to get married. Is that true? I am. I am. Um, Thank you. Engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Got the ring and everything. Wow, terrific, terrific. Thank what is you. it like to be looking forward to being with someone that you probably <laughs> respect and admire and enjoy working with? Um it's it's uh it's it's pretty cool. Um quite so, quite a dream, uh, right? Isn't it a it's just a dream scenario? It, it is it's a dream. It's not that great. I mean, come on, it, you'll be fine. Well, dream <laughs> Dreams die, Susie. Uh <laughs> Ginny, <laughs> you uh, you sure you're okay to be? You don't have to. I didn't I didn't know if I heard a cell phone back. You're all right to stick her. Great. Okay. Good. Well then, uh, uh, terrific. Now, uh, Susie, one of the great things that I admire about you is that you uh, advocate and uh, 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 work on behalf of uh, the rights of sex workers. Yes, I do. Yeah. Now I have uh, worked uh, at sex certainly, and. Uh, <laughs> For sex a couple of times, so I, 
I know where you're coming from. Uh, there's business, but uh, when you're talking about something that uh, is uh, the oldest profession, why do they not have the oldest history of rights? That is an interesting question that I like to ask often. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know, especially here in San Francisco. We have such a rich history of the sex industry. I mean, we talk about gold um, and bubbles and tech booms and things. Yes. I mean, for as long as we've had San Francisco, we've had... <laughs> young horny men coming out to seek their fortunes and there's been an industry to respond to that. Um, it's as integral to the city, you know, as the Golden Gate Bridge. So I think it's about time that we decriminalize prostitution in San Francisco at the very least, if yeah. not, you know, worldwide as the World Health Organization and other um, organizations are coming to advocate for as well. Yeah, well, I think so too. So there. Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that Susie Q is not your given name. It is not, no. Yeah. And no. so what is that like to uh, construct a persona and have to just keep that going? I'm right. so fascinated by that. Well, one thing that's really cool about um, you know having this name that I write under uh, for the San Francisco Weekly and that I perform under and you know nominated for awards and stuff, um, it does keep you off Facebook though, which is you know a big time save since you know they don't allow you to have uh, a profile if you're a sex worker. So right. um, that that's a, that's a big time save. So, so that's a plus. That the is a plus. Do you have a Facebook deal? <laughs> uh, I am indeed, absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> When am I not on it? Get me off of there. That's what I say. But uh, now, <laughs> how much of your actual past are you allowed to talk about? Uh, do you know? Do you identify where you grew up? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I spent a lot of time here growing up. Actually, I'm really? from just about two hours south. Um, but my aunt and uncle lived right in North Beach um, on Chestnut and Powell. So I grew up like. Um, you know, going and seeing the puppeteers at Pier 39 and playing um, in Washington Square Park. And I mean, this city is definitely like my home above all. I love it here. Um, though I did get evicted and now I live in Oakland like everyone else. But uh, I do love San Francisco. <laughs> too many free lunches at Twitter. Uh, well, really, if you think about it, puppets have always been a gateway to sex work. It's true. It's really true. Yeah. I mean, I watched Sesame Street going up. Well, say no more. Uh, <laughs> no, really. Because uh, Bob's over there, and I'm worried about him. Uh, I remember big, you. Big PBS fan. Uh, and did you play an instrument as a kid? Um, not as a kid, but uh, as an adult, I play the ukulele, which is a smaller instrument, so I guess I'm making up for, for some, something that I missed in my childhood, I guess. Mm. But yeah, ukulele, that's a thing. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> now, are uh, you affiliated with or work on behalf of the Lusty Lady? Now, the Lusty Lady is um, what I like to consider my, like, sex worker summer camp. Um, sure. I, I was there. I would also like to consider Wouldn't it my we? Sex, <laughs> sex worker summer camp. No, it's really cool to be um, down here today, actually. I mean, this is, like, my old stomping grounds. I worked at the Lusty Lady Theater from 2010 till 2012, I believe. Yeah. I was theater coordinator. Um, I was on the board of directors. For those of you that don't know that just moved here, um, the Lusty Lady is the um, historic worker-owned San Francisco peep show. The late great um, closed last year in September. I wasn't working right. there by that point. And but. I should just explain, Ginny, I uh, 
after we separated, I interviewed for a lot of jobs all over the city. So that's the only reason that I know some of the things that I know about this place. But it's, uh, of course, uh, terrible that it's gone. We, we it miss is. it. But I do, you know, there is probably a suitable replacement because part of that experience was going in and putting quarters or something and the, the window would go up and, hello, how are you? And once they switched uh, to dollars, it just wasn't quite the same, I imagine, yeah. the consumer. But for a similar experience, I like to go to, and I know that that's kind of changed too, but I would go to the Musée Mechanique and just put a couple of quarters in Laughing Sal and, uh, <laughs> It's very erotic if you're sad enough. <laughs> if you're down far enough, it really... Some nights at the Lusty were like that. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, my. Well, uh, now, uh, one of the great things, too, in, in your uh, industry... Uh-huh. Oh, well, this is what a question, and I say this without any judgment, but I was bet. there... Um, Growing up uh, uh, two hours south or wherever, was there another option? Was it uh, maybe I'll try poli-sci or uh, uh, the study of agriculture or anthropology, the study of man? Absolutely. Maybe you have that covered. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I don't think anyone will be surprised that I I started out right here in the theater, just like many great whores. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I I have a a Bachelor of Arts degree. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny, isn't it, Jenny? (laughs) Theater people, some of you are always struggling, you know. (laughs) Yep. Um, So, yeah, I um, I actually grew up in the theater. Um, I... uh, both my parents were involved in the theater, so you can blame them, um, I guess. And I got my degree in uh, theater arts in the college in the Northwest. And um, eventually I kind of figured out that the whole you know, way we do professional theater is kind of classist and dumb. And so I decided I wanted to be involved in some stuff that was a little more um, body, for lack of a better term. You know, yeah. Taking a page from uh, the traditions here in San Francisco around burlesque. And uh, sex work, and I eventually, you know, ended up here in North Beach dancing at the Lusty Lady Theater, and one thing led to another, and now I've got the Whorecast, and I write for the San Francisco Weekly, That's and wonderful. I do the thing. It's so, so wonderful. And uh, of course, you were just at, uh, yeah, sure, you can put it up. <laughs> Thank you. That's a journey. But I think, I mean, sex work and uh, theatrical performance are really keep, have historically kept very close company. I mean, there was a brothel right next to the Globe Theater, because what do you want to do after the show? You know, you want to have a little snack and go do a thing. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a <laughs> When very, do we wrap up here? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I like to have a little snack. But... I just definitely feel like I, I'm using my degree very well, and I'm probably one of the more, you know, higher-paid folks in my graduating class that's actually doing something that involves some kind of performance or at least makeup and high heels, you know? Absolutely. I, I wish that I could do something related to my major of mold-making. but uh, it's, what making? Uh, I'm making molds and things for, oh. you know, industrial products, that kind of thing. <laughs> Well, you, I mean, you can make mold in your fridge. It's really easy, I can show you. <laughs> that, that's a different. That's a, I got plenty of mold growing in places. But uh, now you also, uh, with some of the, 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 you work down, you sometimes do some things with the kink thing that's in the big. Oh, the kinky castle on Mission Street? That's yeah. right. By the way, they have lovely window treatments. Don't they? Don't I they? walked past there the other day and thought, that's a smart curtain, the way that they've done that. 
But you, uh, you've, you've uh, just come back from an award show. Yes, the uh, two award shows, actually. Two award shows. There's never just Forgive one. Me. Yeah. Um, in L.A., I went to the X-Biz Awards, which are kind of like the Golden Globes, but not nearly as fancy. And uh, then I just came back the uh, day after uh, Sunday um, from the Adult Video News Awards, the AVNs. Which I wonder if that was terribly exciting. Um, but they were both pretty exciting, yeah. I would say. Uh, the X-Biz Awards, the film I was in actually won, though. So that was excellent. Congratulations. Are we allowed to say what it's called? Absolutely. No, you can all... If, if you, you, know, you don't have to tell I won't, but, but yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's interested, yeah. It's uh, with Smash Pictures and Courtney, or in Trouble Films, San Francisco Lesbians, the Scissor Sex App is what it's called. That's... <laughs> Bob's got it downloading like right now. He's, tra- he's downloading it. He, he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. It is actually a thing. No, he's, he'll get it. I believe it's a thing. No, after the film came out, I read an article on the internet that someone actually was like, no, the Scissor Sex app. I'm actually going to yeah. do that, a lesbian cruising thing. I, I love it. Well, one of the things I enjoy about those adult uh, award shows is that you'll get the red carpet and the step and repeat and everybody's posing there, but they'll have like a thing just flopped out or the dress will be up over their bum and it's more like, who are you not wearing is probably the the question a lot of the times that somebody would ask, you know. So I was very, this was my very first like red carpet situation, award show. I actually got a performer nomination. So I was very excited. Me and my girlfriend like coordinated outfits and we put a lot of thought into it. And we landed ourselves in line just directly in front of this amazing porn star by the name of, oh God, Sherry Marie is I think her name. She, oh, you know her? <laughs> Who does? You close? I, I, I thought, I thought I recognized you. She has, honest to God, okay. <laughs> yeah. You want? Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm. I'm good. <laughs> um, but you she still just, start, You still surprise me with things, Jimmy. Marvelous. Special woman. But she had, honest to God, pediatric I heard. Nurse, pediatric nurse. <laughs> It's a wild profession. Only lonely nights during the bell choir practice. Mm-hmm. Lonely nights. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, with Sherry, Sherry, so, what? Sherry. So Sherry Marie, I believe yeah. her name was, and I yeah. heard her say to a fan, I didn't believe it, so I confirmed it on the internet. Um, she has, you know, plastic surgery uh, breasts. They are. She has a they size square 50, shape. Yeah, they are kind of. It's, yeah. it's a size fifty J, five wow. zero J. Um, they make it up for her. What? Did they make that up? I think it's it's like a do it's a system. I think they're See, they, they, did she invent the size? Oh, they could have used a mold like... for it. I <laughs> would have been happy. Where were you? Why that. didn't they call you? You have the skills. Now I will we'll exchange cards later. <laughs> but needless to say, not very many people were interested in taking my picture at that point. Uh, well, <laughs> well, sometimes extreme things really. So, but, but overall, the award eye. show was fun. It was good. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, congratulations on winning, too. That's really exciting. And uh, the whore cast is every week? It is every week. That's it terrific. Is. Yeah, as and is the whore next door in the San Francisco Weekly. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm so glad that you could be here, Susie oh, Q. Too. Thank you. Thank you, Susie Q, everybody. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, let's bring up my next uh, uh, guest. 
it's, uh, this is pretty good, right? You see how it goes? And uh, my next guest is a talented stand-up that you've no doubt seen tearing things up at places around the Bay. Uh, she's a writer and a gifted interviewer. Let's bring up Kelly Anakin. Kelly. Here you are. Great to see you. Grab the seat there. Thank you, DJ Bob Ross. <laughs> a kind of limited uh, <laughs> taste when it comes to music, but I appreciate that. Kelly, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. I'm doing great. You know, we were just talking about some, ste- some sex stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you, you have any funny sex stories? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you ever heard of bathroom sex? Bathroom sex, I would, uh, I mean, I can imagine. What, uh, is there a... It's a... Uh... <laughs> It's sex you have in a bathroom. Okay, so far I'm with you. Yeah, great. So I'm a fan of bathroom sex, having it in a bathroom. And uh, one time I was having sex in a bathroom with a gentleman. This is a private bathroom or a public bathroom? I know it was a public bathroom. Okay, all right. Private bathroom sex, I think, doesn't count as bathroom sex. (laughs) We agree to disagree. agree to anything. Uh, yeah, so we were in uh, we were in the ladies' bathroom because I yes. was like, "Come on, you know, people come in here in groups all the time." And uh, so we're in there, and we were having sex, and somebody came in, so we stopped, and that person peed. Thank God. Uh, and then left, and the guy was like, "Oh man, I hope it was somebody we know." Oh, a little twist on it. No, and I was like. <laughs> Do you not understand how bathroom sex works? The whole point is that if it's somebody that you know, they know that you left where you were to be having sex, and then you have to deal with it later. But then if a stranger came in, like, man, my life is boring. Mm -hmm. Those exciting people are having bathroom sex. That is what I would think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the most exciting people. (laughs) Having sex in the public bathroom. <laughs> but now uh, you, you uh, are married. I am married. Yes, and congratulations. That's, Thank uh, you. That's, Although, that's... really, I think of it as sex work with a tenure track. That's true. <laughs> I see. I see it. But uh, think things are, are working out between you two. Oh yeah, things are great. You're able to balance life and work, even though it's difficult being a comedian. And Definitely. Well, it helps. Um, we actually we host a, a Downton Abbey podcast together. Uh, which I assume Bob is a fan, so. He knows his stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, mainly, you know, I'm never home, and he likes that. Well, that works out pretty well. Yeah, I'm very happy. He's very happy. And uh, 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 does he, and so what does he do? Uh, he's a software developer. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, that's pretty long, man. <laughs> <laughs> Does he like to uh, uh, have the bathroom sex? You know, it's never come up. Yeah, not with the software. Uh, <laughs> not known for excitement. Uh, and uh, was it? Uh, how long have you been married? We've been married uh, eight years and together ten. Oh, that's a good good run. Yeah, I feel pretty good. I could hang it up after this, I think. Uh huh. And uh, hang what up? Oh, just uh, my hat. Okay, nothing sex stuff. Uh, <laughs> 
Unless it's a sex hat, and then we're talking about something else. All my hats are sex hats. Oh! <laughs> Why else would you own a hat? <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> and was it a long courtship between the two of you? I was like a year and a half-ish. It's pretty quick. Yeah. Well, about a month in, I was still in college at the time, and I told him he wasn't allowed to propose to me till I'd graduated. And uh, he stuck by that. So you set the rules in the household. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. It's, uh... And how long have you been doing stand-up? I've been doing stand-up, uh, I think, about seven years. Oh, that's great. And uh, do you remember an early comedic influence? Uh, the show Animaniacs. Ah. Yeah. Primarily, they, yeah. They did a tribute here. Part of I know, Fest. and I uh, didn't go. Oh, well. You well, miss, you know, it's you terrible everything. to meet your heroes. That's true. They always disappoint this you. This is really difficult for me right now. <laughs> I can sense there's some <laughs> reluctance. <laughs> ah, I bet a lot of my guests feel that way. <laughs> and what was it about that show? Just it was zany? Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it was... It's uh, a cartoon. It was, it was fast-paced. It was quick-witted. There was a lot of pop culture references that I had to look up. Uh, so that was good. Yeah, and I just, uh, that's how I learned uh, how to write jokes, because I wasn't, al we didn't have cable, and I wasn't allowed to watch stand-up, so yeah. that was really where I learned how you write a joke. Oh, that's terrific. And, uh, and now, where do you find you're drawing a lot of your comedy from? Uh, generally, my life. Uh, things that make me angry, generally. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, sometimes I'll hear a, another comedian that really inspires me. Uh, either because I really like what they're doing or because they're so bad that I know I can do better. <laughs> All right. Well, we find that in theater as well, don't we? Uh, now, uh, so, but do you have, a, other than the creators of the Animaniacs, do you have a, a comedic hero that you would identify? Oh, gosh, my comedic hero. You know, people always ask me that, and I always forget when they ask. Well, I'm sorry. It's like I have a. I a wish we had false talked about memory. that backstage. I know, I know, it's okay. <laughs> uh, I would say the first uh, people that uh, I liked doing comedy were Margaret Cho and Eddie Izzard. Okay. Uh, but I actually, I was. Thank you. Uh, I didn't do anything, they did. Uh, but I was in theater school as well, and uh, we used to watch them because we were very theatrical. And so were they. And then uh, the first comedian that made me think I could do comedy was Patton Oswalt. Oh. Yeah. I heard... Uh... Yeah, we know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get any credit for shouting out the name. I know who that famous comedian is. Yes! <laughs> Tom Selleck. Yeah, he's a person. <laughs> what is I thought I'm glad you're here, by the way. <laughs> Sign up for our newsletter. Yes? Yeah, so... Uh, so Pat he showed you just... you could do it. Gave you some uh, inspiration. Yeah, there, right? mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. Susie, do you have a, a hero? Absolutely. Uh, tie between Mae West and Gypsy Rose Lee. Okay. Tom? Uh, I'm going to say my hero is probably Jacques Pepin. Okay. Ah. All right. Jenny, do you uh, have a hero? It might still be you, Dan. Aww. Aww. <laughs> That's... So nice. Thank you, Jenny. I guess for me, it would have to be, gosh, maybe Bob Newhart or... Uh, we got uh, the comb over. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yes. And I hope that you will tune in. I'm going to be releasing a series of Bald Spot tutorial videos soon, so I hope you check that out. 
on YouTube.com. In, uh, in, in a couple of years, my husband's really going to need those. Oh <laughs> Well, a lot of people do. <laughs> Not everybody admits it. <laughs> now, I also, we also share something in common because I have ended up inadvertently in, uh, uh, well, here's the thing. I applied to an artist residency program, one of these deals. Now, it turns out that it was just a boarding house run by a polyamorous woman named Deirdre. <laughs> She was more interested in Kevin than myself, and uh, I don't know, she said he looked a little bit like Patrick Ewing, and I guess if you turned out the lights, he did, but uh, because he looked nothing like him, that's what I mean, that's what I mean. But now, what uh, 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 you, you mentioned that you are also polyamorous. Uh, yes, I'm a friend of Deirdre. <laughs> Tell her I say hello. I absolutely I'm won't. I'm sorry about uh, the pie. It's okay. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been with my husband for 10 years. People always want to know how has that worked out. And I'm like, well, we have sex with other people. So that uh, takes a lot of guesswork out of it. People are always really yeah. uncomfortable about it, by the way. I'm not uncomfortable about it. I was just uh, trying to uh, figure out the guesswork component to that what people are guessing but um, so that that's 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 great just do it as you that's a, a just a, it's an open model you have people coming over where do you go uh, generally we have a one bedroom apartment and that gets creepy yeah so uh, generally you know we'll go somewhere else yeah somebody else's apartment or a, couple, a hotel a couple times a month or is there a steady person uh, it depends I just ended a thing yeah uh, so now I think I'm gonna just you know take some me time get a vibrator and uh, just see what happens you know I, I do I do know <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing though I understand why you had a little moment there with a the Patrick Ewing comment I was thinking <laughs> I, I was I was thinking of a Bobby Ewing, uh, and the the guy that played it isn't his first name Patrick, Dumphy or Dempsey, something like that. Duffy. Duffy. So in my mind, the two conflated. So I understand where you all groaned when I said turn off the lights. The joke was the fact that this person does not resemble in any way this other actor who she had thought it was not some kind of thing about. Patrick Ewing, or, or what people may or may not look like uh, based on where they come from or what sport that they play. It happens when you get older, you understand. <laughs> so, uh, Kelly, you also you work on, at Pandora? I do, I do. Yeah, and uh, what is the, you, what you do there at Pandora, and not the thing that released all the evils to the world? The, no, but, well, yeah. That's still in development. Uh, good, uh, but the music uh, streaming service. Correct, yes. And you, have, you curate the comedy there? I do. I, uh, I acquire and ingest all of our comedy content. Oh, that's so and interesting. And I do all of our artist and label relations. Wasn't expecting to talk about that right up next to polyamory, but uh. I guess... <laughs> You know, year-end review, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Put that out on the intra-office email. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, everybody, I did a show. Yeah, listen to 
do or don't. Yeah. Mainly, we can put it on Pandora. We can't actually. We're not. Uh, we're not yeah. set up for podcasts yet. Why is that? Uh, because, because it is an audio platform. It is an audio platform because of the variable nature and length. Yeah. Of podcasts. Uh, What's the comedy algorithm? Because I will do whatever it takes to get <laughs> on. <there. laughs> me too. <laughs> I will say uh, whatever keywords you want me to say. Yeah, it's all. Uh, <laughs> it's all numeric. Uh-huh. So we have different categories that are, you know, uh, some are just identifiers. Like zip codes? What yeah. are you talking no, about? No, that's for that's when you sign up is your zip code. Uh. And then uh, it's like gender and style. So if you're shouting a lot or you laugh a lot at your own jokes. Uh, point of view, if you're a woman telling jokes for women. Style of joke, are they anecdotal or are they set a punch? No, uh, all that gets, that, get, that gets scored. Is there a lonely fella category? <laughs> um... There You're is so nice. a, I think there's a, a, a sad or a, a bummed out, maybe, I think yeah, is the yeah. word. What's that? That would be good for me. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> Chiming in. <laughs> I could I do mean, that actually, laughing Sal thing. Honestly, now that I think about it, there's so many, there's so many sad fellow comedians, there's no point in having a <laughs> team for it. It's redundant, isn't yeah. it? Well, do you have a show coming up anytime soon? I do, actually. I'm performing. I'm opening for uh, Justin Willman at Cobbs on Thursday evening as part of as SF Sketch As part of Sketch Fest. So that'll be terrific. Yeah. Go and check that out. Yeah, be... And you run a regular series in Oakland? Uh, actually, I have a monthly show uh, here in San Francisco at the Royale 800 Post called Sup Girl Comedy, bringing the female gaze back to comedy. And uh, that I almost called this show that. <laughs> Very close to Sub Girl. Yeah, that's every uh, third Wednesday of the month at the Royale. That's great. Well, Kelly Anakin, thank you for thank being you here. Thank you so much for having Kelly me. Kelly Anakin, everybody. Is there room to slide down? Okay. Now, this next fellow, my goodness, he is a beloved figure in the art world here in San Francisco. And I am so excited he's here because for uh, probably 20 years, he never responded to a single email I ever sent him. Uh, <laughs> So I was thrilled when he actually got back to me. I thought, my goodness, what has changed? But uh, he's a terrific visual artist and performance artist. Please welcome Cliff Hanks to the stage. Hi, Cliff. Sure. Hello. Hi, Cliff. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Congratulations to you. You were recently married as well. I was. There's a real theme. Thank you. Here tonight. It was weird because I kept thinking in the back of my mind that somebody was going to say something really mean or homophobic the entire time. Like we got married and then we walked over there. I was thinking somebody's going to go like, ugh, or ugh, faggots. But they didn't. It was, they were very supportive. It was just a family gathering? <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't invited. <laughs> but it turned out nice. That's great. And how long have you been together? Uh, 24 years. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, of course, that... Absolutely. That also begs the question, who didn't want to do it? I mean, other than, you know, the government... But like, was there was somebody reluctant within the couple? Uh, Scott was a little reluctant. Yeah, yeah. He was. I tried to make it casual and say, "Hey, you want to get married?" 
That was the proposal? <laughs> After 24 hey. years. It's like, no wonder he was reluctant. <laughs> yeah. Over a bowl of noodles. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Pasta. That's what you do. Oh, you want to get mad? <laughs> Pass the parmesan. <laughs> you do a lot of cooking at home? I do all the cooking at home. I do all the cooking at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Scott always comes in like, you know, 20 minutes before it ends, and he's like, You need any help? <laughs> yeah. well, that's his obligatory thing. I'm like, No, it's fine. <laughs> he's great, though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's sometimes so uh, interesting the dynamics between two people who choose to spend their life together and who choose an artistic path. And then, uh, you know, it doesn't always work out. And sometimes you just think, if I saw that person again, what would I say? But also, there's been so much internal healing, uh, both of myself and of the wound of that, you know, cleaving to divide the two. And so much, uh, you know, cranial uh, therapy and uh, body work. You've got to feel like you're a better person when you could come back together. But, uh, you know, you'll experience... A lot of great things throughout the course of your marriage. But now, uh, Cliff, I know that you do so many great performances, and I want to talk about some of them, but I found out something recently about you I want to talk about. Because, uh, one, you grew up in Southern California. I did. I grew up in L.A. And uh, you also grew up within the Jehovah's Witness? I, yes. I can't believe you brought that up. Yes. I was a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I'm sorry. For are, years. Are you in a Jehovah's Witness protection program? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. <laughs> what was that like down there? Well, you know, you get over your fear of speaking in public. I'll tell you that. You also get over your fear of knocking on people's doors. Right. Because, you know, nine out of ten, they just slam the door right in your face. Uh, we used to call whole neighborhoods, hello, my name is, because that's all we got out. <laughs> hello, my name is, Slam! Uh, it's, a, it's tough. It's a yeah. tough crowd. So comedy and performance is nothing compared to that. <laughs> Very. That's good training. It really ought to be was. part of a comedy camp. Spend some time with the Jehovah's Witness and <laughs> get out there. And it's good also news. and they also have windowless uh, places of worship. They do. Similar to kink, a little bit. Yeah. You have nice windows. windows there. You have Lots nice windows, windows now, but yeah, it's you just can't see in. Kind of a similar deal. Yeah, it's, you, yeah. it's funny you notice that it's yeah. all windowless. Yeah. Well, Not in the one, dungeon, though. One they put in in Westchester. I don't know if you know that one, Tom, but they put one in there. You put a kink in Westchester? <laughs> no, they. <laughs> it, we'll talk later. That's fine. fine. But I was always a little bit nervous about when you'd see the ashen, you know, kind of uh, pale folks go walk over there because they hadn't had any light and uh, they'd be knocking on the door. And yes. It was always a little bit. But is your family still involved with them? Uh, my mom is, and my younger sister is, and my older sister is. Yeah. But everybody else kind of left. But you left. I was the first to leave. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Well, yeah, it's okay. It is. Years Ginny, of therapy. Ginny says it's okay. Ginny says you, it's okay. You look great, by the way. Okay, let's keep the focus. Do you like my V-neck? Sorry. Sorry. So, and uh, when did did you did the uh, leaving of that faith uh, deal with uh, uh, coincide with you moving to San Francisco, or it was something else? It did. Uh, I. Told all my friends I was going to San Francisco to go to school, which I was. I went to the Art Institute. But it was really because of 
San Francisco. I remember a teacher at the city college I was going to in Pasadena said, don't drop the soap. And I was like, I am just going to be throwing soap constantly <laughs> on the ground. That's my entire thing. <laughs> People were so harsh then in the 80s. So mean. Get into some of those bathrooms and just let the soap fly. Now, uh, some of the performances, though, uh, that you've done, you've managed to just uh, weave in comedy with those performances. Has that always been an interest of yours? It has. Uh, I was just thinking about that the other day because I was watching these uh, Carol Burnett reruns, and I remember staying home on Saturday nights and watching Carol Burnett and then going to the, you know, my classmates and talking about Carol Burnett. And, uh, and I always loved her so much, and I always thought I could deal with comedy in a way. And... So when I tried to do performances, I always, at first they were kind of serious, but uh, then they kind of veered off and I, I wasn't enjoying them so much, so I kind of tried to move comedy kind of into them more. Well, one of the ones I remember, and I, and, uh, I remember to a point, but what I remember is that you came in wearing a, a tree branch. What happened after that? Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, I was a tree. I uh, taped some tree branches on, and I wore brown clothes, and I was just kind of a tree, and I just... But you told jokes, right? I did. I was like, hey, how are you? I'm a tree. Do you want a hug? Or, hey, I'm a tree. Let's leave together. <laughs> just terrible. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> But recently, you also did one that I love. It's you got a megaphone, and you're walking up the hill, uh, real steep, like a Petrero uh, kind of a hill, and uh, <laughs> and you're, you're saying uh, you're singing "I Left My Heart in San Francisco" and progressively getting more winded, as if you're close to having a heart attack. I was close to having a heart attack. <laughs> yes, but at the at the top of the hill, you could see my veins bulging, and I was turning purple. And this lady was looking down the street. She's like, what's going on? And I said, I'm doing an art piece. And she's like, oh, okay. That's See, it's a supportive place where you can really, really find is. your voice. And then recently you also did a tour through Los Angeles uh, as a Whitney Houston. I did. I, I gave a tour of Wilshire Boulevard, of all the landmarks of Wilshire Boulevard, as a tour guide who gets possessed by the ghost of Whitney Houston. And then... Whitney takes over and she talks about her life and all her hits while talking about the architecture. And it, was, it was almost more than I could chew. It was this much, but I think I pulled it off. Well, I really like the final scene is, Cliff, you've got a, like a gold lame moo-moo kind of a thing with a wig off to the side. And you get off the bus and just wander into a public park. Just kind of running, yes. running away. MacArthur Park. <laughs> MacArthur Park. I ended at MacArthur Park, and I just ran off into the park. And have any of you been to MacArthur Park lately? Oh, my God, it makes San Francisco look like, you know, a Chipotle. It is like whack-a-doodle. There's a guy folding his towels. There's a, a Bible study under a tree. There's a family eating out of cans. There was this like lady laughing to herself and covering herself in like this chapstick, and then there were these people just in white looking for cans. And I'm just like noticing this. I was like, oh, this park should have been the piece. I wasted my time and energy on this. 
crazy. It is a beautiful place where dreams go to die, isn't it? <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> so you think you're going to be uh, doing more comedy in comedy venues, or you like this uh, museum part, because they're doing a lot of performance in museums, I gather. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get more into the comedy thing. I'm doing something on the 17th at uh, the Cynic Cave, hosted by George Chan, and I'm going to do my 10 minutes until the guy goes, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, well, I gotta wrap this up. <laughs> I think that's how it's done. That's my time. Cliff Hanks, thank been you. great, everybody, thank you. <laughs> well, I think that's tremendous, and I support you 100% in going into that. Uh, thank you. And I can't wait to see what develops next, because uh, I've always been such a fan of yours. And uh, in the Poets Theater and all the things, you're always brought in to do comedic relief, and you always kill. And it's uh, always terrific. Thank you, Dale. So I'm you're so glad kind. you could be here. Yeah. Can, do you have a website? I do not. No, you don't need one. I don't. <laughs> do I? I'm too old for that stuff now. Yeah, probably. I still do the cell phone like this. <laughs> you have to open it up first, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, people keep an eye out for Cliff Hanks. That's Thank what I'm going to say. Thank you for being here. Thank Cliff you. Hanks, everybody. All right. Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we had such a good time, and I thank you all for being here. I want to thank all my guests. How about give them a round of applause? Tom Pazika, Susie Q, Kelly Anakin, Cliff Hanks. Ginny, how about this one? Nice to see you. Thank you so much. Uh, DJ Bob Ross over there. I want to uh, also extend my thanks to John Walansky, wherever he is, if he's out there. Great, uh, a great supporter of the program. Uh, my thanks to all the uh, wonderful people here at the Eureka and uh, through for SF Sketchfest. It's really been terrific. We always love coming back here. And uh, now what's going to happen is we'll take a little break, but stick around for Killing My Lobster. They've got a great show coming up next. So stay where you are. And, uh, <laughs> and now, uh, till next time, I'll be working on my own artisanal locally sourced, passed through the intestine of a panda, pour over coffee, through an organic bamboo filter, stitched with the hairs of orphans into an empty whiskey bottle. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thanks for being here, folks. Thank you. Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon done by illustrator Louis Chin. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Posters for Season 7 are by Annie Carbo and Claire Prouse, among others. You can listen to Dale Radio on DaleRadio.com or iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on SoundCloud. And if you do visit us on any of those platforms, be sure and rate and review us, won't you? Yeah, you can follow Dale on Twitter. Hey, that's me, at Dale Radio. Or you can visit us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever fine podcasters are found. Thank you for listening. You're the best. <laughs>